in one, two, three. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is the week six <clears throat> episode breakdown. I apologize. My voice is a little hoarse. Uh, I had a wedding this past weekend that I was at and then just a little worn down, changing of the season. So I, I do apologize for, for my uh, <clears throat> voice today if it goes out a little bit. But we've got some football to talk about, some NFL football to talk about here. It was a it was a tough week once again from a betting standpoint. Uh, we go two and two on the Sunday slate. Uh, lose the Zay Flowers over receiving yards. Had a real shot there to cash that one at the end, um, but it, it just felt a little short. And then the Patriots was it was the right side wrong outcome. As simple as put. I mean, people are going to say you should have known better with Mac Jones, but at, at that point, that that interception to Hunter Henry is just. It's so bad. The guy is just broken at this point. And then even with that, we still have a chance to cover at the end of the game. Parker drops uh, an extremely well-placed ball um, by Mac Jones at, at that point. And then Mac Jones takes the sack at the back of the end zone uh, to lose that cover. And, and it just, it stunk. It, it was a tough loss, um, but we had easy coverage with the Jags Rams. They did their thing just like as we expected. Um, but it it hasn't been the best season from an NFL betting standpoint. But that's why hopefully you've also been following uh, the college football podcast because we've done incredibly well there. Nice 60 percent win right there. We're 24 and 16. So on the year total, you know, 38 uh, for 35, 52 percent. Not not great. Obviously, we want to be better there, um, but we're hoping that the NFL will just come back around a little bit. We've we've lost some tough, tough betting games uh, this season. It's been been a frustrating one I'm, I'm right there with you um unlike some other podcasts or, or people out there we we bet every game we pick we we tell that if you've listened to our friday shows you know we tell you the games that we're putting our money on the line for and that's what counts towards the record and we're right there with you and it's been it's been frustrating to say the least um but i think we'll start to get this figured out here we got some good data points this past week but i think we should start with the place that I was right, and that is that the Cleveland Browns have a bona fide defense. Um, after week three and them just beating up on the Titans, I came in and I said, at this point in the season, Cleveland Browns have the number one defense, and I don't think it's necessarily close. You know, they were the number one uh, efficiency defense in the NFL, fantastic on third down, just had beaten the absolute crap out of the Titans, only allowed one touchdown through three games. I don't care who you're playing. Sure, it wasn't a murderous row of offenses, but in the National Football League, to have three games go by and only surrender one touchdown, absolutely fantastic. They then get the Ravens, and they stub their toe a little bit. Now, if you look at just the score, 28 points, you go, wow, they, they really put it on them there. But you've got two drives, one that started on the Cleveland 10 that they scored on, the other started on the Cleveland 38. So only twice did they drive down the field. It wasn't the best game, but then they followed up here with the 49ers, arguably one of the best football teams in the National Football League right now, arguably the number one offense, depending on how you power rate things. Uh, statistically, they're sitting about two uh, just behind Miami. 49ers come out, score on the opening drive. They've now done that six straight opening drives, 38 points through uh, the last six games through their opening drives. But after that, the Browns turned it on and absolutely locked them down. I mean, 35% success rate had held Brock Purdy to a 29% success rate. Defensive line was phenomenal. Um, only converted 49ers and 25% of third downs. Christian McCaffrey, he did get injured in the, in the third there. That certainly helped aid this this performance in what Dabo or Debo getting hurt um, certainly helped aid this. But 
they were still locked down. I mean, when McCaffrey was in, only averaged 3.9 yards per carry. This is the best defense in the National Football League right now. We talked about it in the preseason breakdown that this team was going to be elite um, from the defensive point of standpoint, and that's exactly what they've been. Um, They've been elite, and they're going to, I think, finish in probably the top three of defenses this season. Right now, they've been absolutely historic, though. Um, They've only surrendered... 1,002 yards of total offense. That is the third best mark in the NFL since 1970 through five games. They currently rank number one when it comes as defense comes to points against driving scores, total yards, yards per play, first down allowed passing yards allowed total offense of plays, uh, average drive, average time of drive, rushing yards allowed all number one marks from a defensive standpoint. This is a damn good football team. Uh, and, and that's exactly what we saw here, you know, from a, a defensive standpoint. They're only going to get better, I think, um, and they'll be in the running for a, a top three team. They're an elite unit right now, and, and this is a fantastic defense. And they showed that against a 49ers team that, while, yes, did have some key players get injured in that, we've seen the Kyle Shanahan offense just be plug in place, and you could still be very good. Um, and they they knocked Brock Purdy off his game. If the offense had Deshaun there, maybe it's slightly different. Uh, just a, a tough outing for Walker, um, to say the least. But they get the win, and that's all that ends up mattering here. Uh, and they move ahead. So Brown's defense, incredibly good uh, right off the bat. We talked about the Patriots there, tough loss there. Uh, Ravens over in London. This Ravens team, I'm, I'm having a hard time gauging. They certainly get the win, but man. I don't know what's going on from an offensive standpoint. They just lack an aggressiveness. It feels like um, offensively. And it's, it's really, it's head scratching at this point. I, I don't really know. I thought they were going to be definitely more aggressive. I'm going to have to go back and look at it, but it off first look, it, it, it lacked a lot to be desired uh, against a, a Titans secondary that's down. Um, and you have a fully healthy offensive line for the first time since week one, all your weapons are there. It, <sighs> I can't get a handle of this team. I, I really can't. Um, so they're going to be an interesting one. I got to go back and, and rewatch the film on that one. Uh, Jets, Eagles. We talked about this and how the Eagles just didn't feel right offensively. Uh, they had some success moving the ball, obviously, in the first half. But turnovers are going to kill you. Kill you every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And that's exactly what happened here. The Jets did a really good job off the initial view of disguising some things that that gave Jalen Hurts some some struggles, to say the least. I got to go back and rewatch it. I'm only about halfway through the rewatch. And in the first half, they were successful moving the ball on the Jets. You just got to limit the turnovers. Obviously, the second half is where things went disastrous. So go back and, and really try to figure that one out. But this is something we talked about with the Eagles, that the offense is just not right yet. you got a first-time OC there, though, still trying to get a handle of things. I, I'm not overly worried. Um, there are things to be cleaned up. I think your panic level a little bit is on the offensive line and the way they performed in losing Lane Johnson here for a little bit due to the high ankle sprain, it looks like, because that's, that's supposed to be a rock. And you went up against a very good, Jets defensive line, fantastic Jets defense line. That's the heart and soul of that defense. But I thought they should have matched up better than they did from an Eagle standpoint. And, and that was slightly concerning from a Jets standpoint, though. You got to be happy with that. I mean, Zach Wilson obviously is not going to live up to his draft pick status. But what we have seen is if you can get him to at least play at par, 
this this team can grind out some wins. The defense is good enough. They're get finally turning over the ball, which they needed to see that jump this year if they wanted to continue to be an elite defense um, this season. They've struggled at points, um, you know, through five games, 19th in EPA allowed. Um, so they've struggled through through five weeks. Like I said, 19th in EPA allowed. So it's um, it, it's a work in progress. We'll, we'll see what's going on there. Uh, Bengals Seahawks. You got to cover as a Bengals fan or backer, but man, you you probably shouldn't feel great about that one. The evaluation was a weird one here. We stayed away from this game because if you thought Joe Burrow was fully healthy, then you could maybe justify betting on the Bengals heading into that game, I thought. But we wanted to kind of just take a pause and see what they could do back-to-back weeks because you get a Cardinals team that, let's be honest, they're a little feisty, but not particularly great um defensively they can they can keep up a fight a little bit but we've seen second half it just falls apart for them they made zero adjustments in that game they got beat by one man in jamar chase joe burrow did start to look a little bit healthy then you see this game and it it wasn't it wasn't ideal if you're a Bengals fan um seahawks had a real opportunity there just failed to convert in the red zone um, and, and that was really the story of the day for them. Um, but Bengals, you, you eke out a win. You needed that, especially with the tough games coming up here next for you. I mean, you got the 49ers and Bills and back-to-back showings, and that's that's going to be a tough one. Commanders-Falcons, interesting uh, game. Uh, Michael's been all over this as a Commanders fan. He's talked about just how Ron Rivera is out of his depths here, um, and it's it's time to go, but... You can't feel good. I mean, the Falcons just on paper destroyed um, and probably should have been the side there. I don't know the direction for this commander's football team, especially offensively. It feels disjointed, to say the least. Um, Coming off a bye, you thought you'd be a little bit better, but you get a win. It's all that matters at, at the end of the day. Um. Giants Bills. Whew. Interesting strategy for the Bills. Felt like they wanted to fight that game in a phone. They wanted to play that game in a phone booth. And that's the strength of the, the Giants defense. You know, I think it was apparent that Dable knowing this Bills offense inside and out really helped the Giants defense because Wink did not do his stereotypical thing and be overly aggressive here. Um, and they they matched up really well. I, I thought the Bills would try to attack them a little bit more on the perimeter and not try to to beat them, like I said, make the game played in a phone booth, but that's the way they elected to to handle it. They end up getting out with a win, but if you don't have the absolute debacle by the goal line at the end of the first half and another goal line situation with another debacle and you you can get a score there, I mean, this game probably looks a little different. I I don't know the mindset there. I mean, Tyrod Taylor has to know better. He's a a, a true blue veteran of the sport, very solid backup. Got to have better situational awareness, but also Dable, you gotta, you, you gotta be a little bit better there, and just not even have the opportunity for for an audible. Um, just a a baffling situation to say the least. Um, but you get a win as a Bills fan, you, you keep moving forward. Our concerns were certainly realized. I think from a defensive standpoint, the Matt Milano injury is just it's devastating. He is their guy. Um, he is the heart and soul of that defense. He is the brains of that defense on the field. And with the injuries in the secondary, it's, 
you know, you're never out with the talent that the Bills have if they can really start to click offensively here, but certainly a high level of concern from a defensive standpoint as the injuries continue to mount for this team. Guys are banged up left and right. It, it's it's concerning to say the least. Lions Buccaneers. Lions show once again why they are the most consistent team right now. Are they the best team in the NFL? No. But are they good enough to be a real threat in the NFC? We're going to see. I, I think they're probably the second best team in the NFC um, behind the 49ers at this point in time. Jared Goff. I mean, the Buccaneers turned the, the Lions one-dimensional, and Jared Goff and that wide receiving crew stood up and took control of the game. Absolutely fantastic. Um, that was a that was an awesome game to watch in the trenches. I thought both teams, my Buccaneers and the Lions, played just iron sharpens iron type of football in the trenches there. It was a real war to control the line of scrimmage. Um, I liked what I saw from the Bucs defense for the most part, in, in trying to control this this Lions offense. Ben Johnson does a phenomenal job of scheming things up. He's really elevated Jared Goff's play. Um, he's a phenomenal talent from an OC standpoint. His services are going to be a called upon from a head coaching standpoint here very soon, I think. Um, the Bucks, unfortunately, offensively, it's just... We've relied on this point so far for Baker to bail us out on third downs, and eventually that was going to come back to bite us, and it, it bit us here. Um, we got to be better on early downs. It's, it's like, it's just, it's got to get better. Dave Canales has got to get better. I was hoping to see a little bit more aggressive aggressiveness on first down, uh, coming out of the bye. We'll see how it develops. Ultimately, I wanted a high draft pick. I wanted us to kind of stink this year. I know that's not very fandom of me, I guess, but it's a rebuild situation. And I'd rather us not be a middling team and just kind of get the rebuild started. But because the NFC is so soft in the South, there's a real chance the Bucs may win this division. Um, so we'll see. It's it's an ongoing saga. Cowboys Chargers tonight. We talked about it on the breakdown show. Very interesting matchup. Cowboys need to show well. This is this is a it's not necessarily a must win, but it's a really important win situation for Mike McCarthy and that coaching staff. Yes, the Chargers are coming off a bye, but this defense is very gettable. You've got to be willing to attack the middle of the field here. Um, you've got to be more creative than you've been willing to be. You've got to build off play action and allow Dak to have that cushion of playing off play action. We talked about it. Fifth highest run rate right now in the NFL. 21st in play action rate. Not good enough. Um, the route trees have been pretty lazy, to say the least. It's just a vertical attack or just a dink and dunk type of deal. Um, spacing is bad. It, it's got to be better. From a Chargers standpoint, let's see what Austin Eckler does here. I think he's in a spot to potentially have a really big night. This defense has got to be good uh, for the Cowboys, but what they have shown as a weakness is they can tend to be a little overly aggressive, um, and they've gotten exposed for that. They can get themselves out of position. I think you're, the Chargers would be smart here to try to use Austin Eckler in, in the passing game to offset some of that aggressiveness. And I think if they do that, he could have a really big game. Incredibly important game for Brandon Staley. I don't think he's going to survive the season, but coming off a bye, you got to have your guys ready here. You got to be competitive in this spot. You've got to be better than what you've been. So let's see what they do here. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for potentially an Austin Eckler prop play to say the least. Um, so those are just some quick thoughts. Wanted to hop on here. Real quick podcast recapping. We'll be back next week. Make sure to check out the college show. Going to be releasing 
uh, our top 10 standings there. We've been red hot from a betting standpoint, got some awesome games. Very excited to break down Michigan Penn state later in the week. That's going to be a fun one. It will be out on Friday as always. And uh, happy betting season. Peace.